I'm reading the scripture this morning, as Will uh, requested, from the book of James. And we have Bibles in the back. Uh, some of you avail them, you, I mean, you can avail yourselves to them or, or not. Uh, the uh, passage is from the book of James, chapter 3, verse 13, reading through to chapter 4, verse 3. Are there any of you who are wise and understanding? You are to prove it by your good life, by your good deeds performed with humility and wisdom. But if in your heart you are jealous, bitter, selfish, don't sin against the truth by boasting of your wisdom. Such wisdom does not come down from heaven. It belongs to the world. It is unspiritual and demonic. Where there is jealousy and selfishness, there is also disorder and every kind of evil. But the wisdom from above is pure, first of all. It is also peaceful, gentle, and friendly. It is full of compassion and produces a harvest of good deeds. It is free from prejudice and hypocrisy. And goodness is the harvest that is produced from the seeds the peacemakers plant in peace. Where do all the fights and quarrels among you come from? They come from your desires for pleasure, which are constantly fighting within you. You want things, but you cannot have them, so you are ready to kill. You strongly desire things, but you cannot get them, so you quarrel and fight. You do not have what you want because you do not ask God for it. And when you ask, you do not receive it because your motives are bad. You ask for things to use for your own pleasures. This is the reading of God's word. Pastor Will. Thank you, Doris. So, um, I'm, uh, we just drove back this morning from the camp, so I had an earlier morning than, uh, than most days, uh, but it was a beautiful drive. Uh, we got to see some wildlife, we, uh, we got to see different weather systems, uh, it's been a beautiful morning already. Uh, the church retreat went, went really well, people were having fun, uh, the activities were, uh, were good, it was almost all contained to the dining lodge because of the snow. Uh, that some of the activities weren't, uh, weren't going to be safe otherwise. Uh, but we had lots of fun there. Um, part, of, part of the reality of, of my life these days with my master's program is that there's always something due. There's always a project I have to hand in or uh, a reading I'm supposed to be doing. And so even at the retreat, I had uh, an assignment I needed to uh, contribute last night, and so I was... Uh, skipping some of the board games that were happening in the lodge uh, so that I could do my project. Now I'm, I'm getting close to the end and I'm looking forward to that, uh, reclaiming some of my time. Uh, but this is something that I am happy to be doing and it's sort of the stage of life that I'm in. I need to be furthering myself, I need to be demonstrating a willingness to learn, um, advancing in the you know, in the eyes of, of people around me, I know you guys love me just the way I am, but I want to uh, want to keep growing in wisdom and in stature. 
And uh, when, I was, when I was looking for a program, I had certain criteria in mind. And it turns out that uh, the school that I was looking for, they had made a, a connection with some celebrity, sort of celebrity Anabaptist uh, Mennonite-style pastors. And these are people whose books I've read, who, whose sermons I listen to on podcasts, and uh, it seemed a natural fit. These are, these are people who inspired me, and I wanted to learn from them, so I joined uh, the, this master's program and from time to time, these pastors would, would lead some of the discussions. And the other students in the, in the program, very similar stories. They are, most of them, also pastors. Uh, some of them are uh, working for charitable organizations. Some of them are senior pastors. Some of them are, are uh, on different parts of, of the ladder. But all of them were drawn in by these experienced uh, by these inspirational pastors, and they wanted to learn from them. Now, recently, the school that I'm connected to uh, had some concerns raised that there were some uh, donors to the school who, who weren't comfortable with these particular pastors. And so they were taken off of the program, and uh, then the appeal of that program is, is significantly lower, and there's all sorts of controversy happening uh, behind the scenes. So then a number of uh, people were thinking, do I stay in the program? I've already committed two years. Uh, should I just kind of walk away from that? And one of our classmates did. Uh, a number of people who had just signed up for it uh, backed out as soon as they realized that this uh, change had happened. Because they had criteria in their minds of what kind of program they wanted to uh, sign up for. Now, when schools advertise their programs, a lot of times they look very similar. Uh, when you look at brochures from universities, uh, it's always fall. It's always this uh, perfect fall day with leaves changing color in the backgrounds. Everybody's wearing sweaters. Uh, there's a mixture of uh, ethnicities. There's uh, men and women. Almost all of them seem to be really good looking in the, in the pamphlets so that you see the school as an attractive place. And then you read through it, and it's talking about the program and what it will give you. What, what can you earn by having a master's of business administration? Well, of course, you're going to be a leader in the business world. You're going to be respected by your peers. What, can you, what are you going to get from a master's of arts in political science? Well, you're going to have, this is a stepping stone to a political career. You're going to make connections. You're going to be respected. Uh, you're going to be able to assert yourself. Um, I remember seeing an ad a little while ago for a, a trade school. And uh, this, here was this guy in his construction clothes, and he was wearing a blue helmet, a blue construction helmet. And the quote said, uh, for years I wore the white helmet and I always had to take orders from the guys in the blue helmets. And one day I, I knew I was going to wear a blue helmet. And this program helped. I'm like, what? That's, the, that's what you were in your program for? Is to change the color of your helmet? But for him, that was a sign of authority. That's how you know who's calling the shots on that particular construction site. The guys with the blue helmets. And this is what he wanted. A dignity, respect, authority. So um, I found an interesting... Um, 
billboard. You won't be able to see it from, from where you are in, uh, in all the details anyway. Uh, so this is from the University of Adelaide in Australia. Uh, and they're advertising their uh, master's programs, the, the education that you can get there. Now at first it seems like a pretty standard advertisement. They're all sort of in their mid-twenties. They're, they're having a conversation. They're learning from each other. Um, but this, this image sort of uh, kind of got distributed, kind of went viral, as they say, online. Uh, because of what's happening in the picture. Uh, at the middle of the, of the picture is this guy, and he's talking, and he's making an impassioned, we don't know what he's talking about, but he, he's moving his hands around, right? So he must be impassioned. Um, and so he's speaking. Everyone around him is listening, except everyone around him are women. None of them look remotely interested in what he's saying. They're entirely bored. Uh, and you have to think about how this picture came to be. Now, this is a staged moment, right? There's a photographer there. They're not just a bunch of people sitting randomly at a table. There's a photographer. They got a bunch of people who seem to be uh, representative of the school. There's, uh, you know, there's a mixture of, of different types of students here. Uh, they're all the right age group. They're all wearing solid colors, right? A photographer wants everybody in solid colors. And so what did the photographer say? What were they supposed to do? Just have a normal conversation. So they're probably trying to take turns, and here's this guy talking and talking and talking. So all the women are waiting for their turn, waiting to be participants in the conversation, and here's this guy talking and talking and talking, and none of the women are impressed. And somehow this image became the one that they kept. I'd love to see the other ones that they threw out if this is the one that they kept. <laughs> so what, what are, images are you supposed to be getting here? What are they trying to um, communicate with this picture? Well, the school is trying to show you, hey, this is a place of dialogue. This is a place of, of learning from each other, of diversity, uh, of building relationships. Uh, but that's, that's not at all what was communicated here. So if, if you could sort of magically become 25 years old again, or, or jump forward to 25, and you're going to get a master's degree, what would you look for? What would, you be, uh, what would your criteria be? What would, what would convince you to join their program, to, to spend your years with them, to give them your money? What would you want? What would make it worthwhile to join that program? Well, you want to get something out of it, probably. Uh, you would want to know that this would give you an advance in your career. You would want to, uh, you know, you might want to study somewhere exotic. Uh, I don't know, I've never been to Adelaide, probably nicer in, uh, in the cold season than it is here. Uh, but you'd probably want to have some sense that you're going to be better off afterwards, that you're going to be wealthier, that you're going to be better connected, you're going to be more respected. This is what we're looking for uh, when we are seeking to learn and grow, to gain knowledge and to become wise. Now, when we look at the Bible's presentation of wisdom... It doesn't function like a university brochure. I think it functions a little better than this uh, billboard. 
um, but it still doesn't quite follow the rules. So um, I'm going to look at a passage first uh, from the book of Proverbs. Now, uh, the book of Proverbs is a great book, a collection of wisdom sayings, and uh, it gives us ideas on how to live, on how to make better choices, of what to value in our life. And in the first chapter, oh, that says Luke at the bottom. I didn't change that. Um, this is Proverbs chapter 1, uh, verses 20 and 21. Uh, this is the words of, uh, from Lady Wisdom. So uh, Proverbs begins uh, with sort of an explanation of why you should read Proverbs, um, and then sort of what to avoid, what you need to stay away from. And then there's this uh, presentation of wisdom as a person calling out in the streets. So in some ways, this is sort of advertising wisdom, like a, like a brochure. And yet it, here, too, it doesn't quite follow the rules. So I'll read, I'll read these uh, few verses here, even though you can see it in front of you. Wisdom shouts out in the street. In the public square, she raises her voice. Above the noisy crowd, she calls out at the entrances of the city gates, she has her say. How long will you clueless people love your naivety? Mockers hold their mocking dear, and fools hate knowledge. It's not much of a sales pitch. Uh, Lady Wisdom here is chastising people. Now, there are a couple of things that might be jumping out to you at this presentation of wisdom. Uh, wisdom is presented as a person, but not just any person. Wisdom is a woman. The woman is calling out in the streets. Uh, so this selection as, as a woman uh, accomplishes a couple of things. It, it forces people to look a little bit beyond the default understandings. Right, so in, at the time this was, was written, the institutions of wisdom and learning would have been dominated by men. Male wisdom would reign supreme over everything. Right, you wouldn't even need to say male wisdom, just wisdom is male. That's, that sort of would have been their, their understanding. And so to see wisdom presented as a woman is kind of a reminder, hey listen, if you want to get real wisdom, you need to go beyond what you think is the default. So here's this call to say, listen, wisdom is different. Wisdom is already different than what you think it is. But there's also a contrast here. If, if I told you um, of a city square where there was a woman calling out, inviting people to something, the first image that came to your mind wouldn't be that she was being calling people to wisdom. Right? There's, a, there's a clear contrast that's set up here. That wisdom is calling out, lady wisdom is calling out, in contrast to the other ladies who call out in the streets. And what do those ladies say? Those ladies are friendly. Those ladies are positive and encouraging. Those ladies will take anyone with the money that that their uh, price is for, for their services. So that's the easy way. But here is the contrasting view 
of wisdom. That if you want to be wise, you're going to have to put up with some of this challenging uh, that Lady Wisdom does. You should respond when I correct you. Look, I'll pour out my spirit on you. I'll reveal my words to you. And then uh, it goes on. I'll read a little bit farther. I invited you, but you rejected me. I stretched out my hand to you, but you paid no attention. You ignored all my advice, and you didn't want me to correct you, so I'll laugh at your disaster. I'll make fun of you when dread comes over you, when terror hits you like a hurricane and your disaster comes in like a tornado, when distress and oppression overcome you. Then they will call me, but I won't answer. They will seek me, but won't find me, because they hated knowledge and didn't choose the fear of the Lord. This is not an effective advertisement um, compared to the flashy brochures that we are used to seeing. If, if this was a university, right, if you opened the brochure and said, you've rejected wisdom, all the failures in your life, you have them coming, you would close the brochure, put it back where you found it, and never think of going to that school again. So somehow, uh, the writer of Proverbs, whether it's King Solomon or, or whoever, seems to think that this is an effective way of communicating wisdom. Right? Again, there's this clear contrast. Uh, the, the other women calling in the street, they're not going to challenge you. They're going to compliment you. They're going to offer reassurance. Regardless of what's happened to you, they want to provide you comfort. In company, but there is no comfort in company from Lady Wisdom. Comfort and company come with effort. They come as a reward from devoting yourself to wisdom. So, uh, looking at the passage from James today that Doris read for us. Oh, my bookmark fell out here. Uh, James continues this theme of uh, a sort of weird advertisement for wisdom. So if you want to be wise in James's eyes, right? if, if you want to, to live up to his standards of wisdom, uh, it's, it's, not a, it's not a sales pitch either. Right? It's entirely flipped around. You have to show that you're ready and willing to be wise. Uh, so the wording here is, is a little bit different. Uh, but what of the wisdom from above? What, what does that wisdom look like? Or looking at the, the brochure sort of mindset, if you gain wisdom, the kind of wisdom that James is talking about, the kind of wisdom that we understand to come from uh, the church, from, from following Jesus, what will that look like? Well, first it is pure and then peaceful, gentle, obedient, filled with mercy and good actions, fair and genuine. Uh, none of these say anything about uh, increased status in society. None of these say anything about uh, increased wealth uh, or job prospects uh, or uh, relational stability or 
anything. Uh, anything kind of concrete that you can latch onto that would make it worthwhile to enter a program at a school. Uh, in fact, it seems to be a kind of a measuring stick the other way. Listen, are, are you wise? How, do, how will we know if you are wise? Well, then you will be pure and peaceful and gentle. So even if you think that you're wise, even if you put the work of study and prayer and regular church attendance, that doesn't really mean anything unless you measure up to these expectations of wisdom. So James isn't really advertising very well. This is not how we're used to being sold something, convince me of something. But James kind of flips it around. Hey, if you want wisdom, uh, convince me, right? This is, this is what wisdom looks like. So do you want to be gentle? Because there are costs of being gentle. Uh, do you want to be merciful? Because there are costs of being merciful. Now Jesus also says in the Beatitudes that there are rewards for being gentle and merciful. Uh, but those rewards also won't make it into a university brochure. Those who make peace sow the seeds of justice by their peaceful acts. Right? If, if you opened a university brochure and, and it was talking about the rewards of getting a master's in their program, and it said that you would be more peaceful, uh, that it would help you to uh, be fair and genuine, uh, obedient, well, I, can't I just choose to be that? Do I need to go into the program to do that? So it's, it's a costly thing, this wisdom from above. And it doesn't provide the same metrics of success. Um, going back a few verses, uh, James presents this contrast in a different way. So he's asking about the negative side. So if you have bitter jealousy, if you have selfish ambition in your heart, these are problems, right? These are clear demonstrations that you don't have the kind of wisdom that you're supposed to get by following Jesus. So how do you fix that? Well, stop bragging. Well, again, a university brochure is essentially bragging. And they're sort of giving you permission, once you're done the program, to brag to everybody else. Right? This, is, this is the way that uh, things are sold to us, that we get to take ownership in the new and exciting thing, and then we get to tell other people about how smart we were to have picked the new and exciting thing. And then he presents the contrast. This is not the wisdom that comes down from above. Instead, it is from the earth natural and demonic. Now, last week I talked about, uh, I had a couple of Greek words, and I know not everybody speaks Greek, um, but the two Greek words that were presented in Corinthians uh, were the psychicon and the pneumaticon. And uh, the pneumaticon is, the, is a person of the spirit, the pneuma. Uh, and they are motivated by the things of the Spirit. They want to be drawn closer to God. They want to be um, fed by, informed by, inspired by the Spirit. 
But in contrast to the pneumaticon was the psychicon. And this is the same word here in James, uh, even though this is a different writer, the same contrast is presented. This, so the wisdom, there's the wisdom that comes from above. Now, in, it doesn't say in the Greek here that this is the pneumaticon, but the contrast is that um, when you are jealous, when you have uh, selfish ambition, when you are bragging and lying, that is the, then you have become the psychicon. Then you are following what is natural and demonic, right? Uh, so Doris's translation said unspiritual. Uh, so the natural is in contrast in this verse to the spiritual. That doesn't mean the whole natural world is bad. But the natural inclinations within us push us towards jealousy and ambition and, and boasting and lying. So that's that world. We don't want to be that world. The world of wisdom that James is talking about, that Jesus is talking about, that we read about in the book of Proverbs, this is a kind of wisdom where we set all of that aside. That we are not pursuing selfish gain, that we don't seek the benefits of increased status or wealth or prestige or advancement. True wisdom allows us to be those things uh, that we need to be, to be pure, to be patient, to, to pursue those things. Then we will demonstrate that we are wise. But then in contrast, when there is fighting among us, then the spirit and the wisdom that comes with it are absent. So we can try to uh, build wisdom on our own. Uh, we can add letters to the end of our name that show that we have studied. We can talk about how much we've contributed to this charity, how much time, volunteer time we've given to that cause. But if we are full of jealousy, if we are... Uh, free to quarrel all the time, if we set ourselves against other people, well, then the lack of wisdom inside of us is made apparent to everyone else. Jesus says that we should believe like a child. He holds up children as the model of faith, that they're ready to set things aside, that they don't doubt first, they believe first. And so um, that's part of the joy of parenting is uh, it makes it a lot easier to tell funny jokes uh, because the kids believe what you say right away. And then all of a sudden they realize that you're joking. Uh, and then I'm laughing long before they figured out that it's a joke. But um, what it does is it, it hi this highlights that children accept what's presented to them. This is, this is what Jesus wants us to do. But the other thing that children do is they fight. Um, and my beautiful, calm, happy, well-behaved kids sometimes fight with each other. And why do they fight with each other? Over stupid things. I don't have to tell you guys this. They fight about who gets to play with a toy. They fight about who gets to push the button in the elevator. Why? Because they're children. Because they haven't learned how to be mature. 
But these two options are presented to us. We can believe like children. We can accept the wisdom of Jesus, follow that, live that out. Or we can become the psychicon. We can, we can become selfish, worried about our own psyche, our own ego, our own needs and concerns, and forget everybody else. And when we do that, then we will be jealous. When we do that, we will be full of selfish ambition. And we might rise up in society, we might gain prestige and political power, but nobody will trust us. Nobody will, be want to, will want to be with us. The only people that we will draw close to us are the people who, out of selfish ambition, will get rid of us as soon as it becomes a problem. We are to become people of the Spirit. We are to become people who are seeking God's wisdom, living out that wisdom and peace and purity and gentleness in our world. So let us pursue that. Let us believe like children instead of fighting like children. Amen.